Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Our guest today is a repeat because we didn't get enough of her the first time, so we made her come back. It's my friend, Anne Gentry. Anne was a pioneer and the owner of Real Food Daily, which was a famous restaurant in Los Angeles and went on to own five of them. So Anne, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. Well, here. It could, I couldn't be, it's so nice to catch up with you also. It's just lovely to catch up with you because we used to see each other when we were look at IACP or at a food fair or something, we would see each other sometimes. But now since I have moved to Ventura and barely leave my home, <laughs> I'm not gonna see you otherwise. So thank you for joining us today. Now, I went to Anne's uh, webpage and it's angentry.com. And if people are looking for information, I would go there. She has pared it down, but she has her cookbooks for sale. And also there's just some, you had great information on it. And I know you, you said it's simple, like nine things you may not know about me, but mm -hmm. it told me a lot about you. And I really enjoyed it. And I think if anything about becoming a woman beyond a certain age is we finally take the time to learn things about ourselves, things that we didn't have time for, or we, I mean, we really didn't have time for. Do you know what I mean? We just barreled. We didn't make time for right. it, you know? You know, somebody once said to me, well, it was an acupuncturist I was seeing. And he said to me, if you want a sacred life, you have to cultivate it. And so, you know, all the time of the 25 years, well, it was 30 if I had on my home delivery before I opened a restaurant, I wanted that sacred life with the high powered go-go, busy, busy life I had. I knew that it would have served me. And there were pockets of time in there that I did things that would enhance that and, and get it to where I really committed and it became an integral part of my life. But I never stuck with it because I was just too busy. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so now that I don't have all of a full time business pulling on me and my children grew up, so I'm not, you know, dealing with trying to help form <laughs> two little beings yeah. to be good citizens of the world. And as I was saying earlier, I couldn't do it the, when I first sold the restaurant. I was still going at a very fast pace and I jumped into all these other things. And it was great. I have no regrets. I look back, hey, I learned a lot, spent a lot of money that I wish I had trying to, you know, learn something that I thought then I would make money from. But okay, check that off. And finally, the fall prior to the pandemic, because I know that the pandemic, for a lot of people, I know for myself, it was the pause that I was looking for. But before it even happened, I had finally said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to help women with their issues around food and to make a change either into a vegan diet or a brain health diet. I love the women, you know, I'm not going to talk badly about what I did. And I love the women that I think I did make a little impact in their life and help them move where they wanted to move. But I finally realized I'm not happy doing this. I don't want to do this. And you know what? It's time now to listen to that voice and follow her. I don't I want that. to do it. 
Nobody, nobody's making me do it, but my ego, you know, <laughs> and stop it. And so, <laughs> wow. So, and as I said earlier, my husband had said, do that when I left the restaurant business, but I couldn't. So now all of a sudden I sat around and I was not depressed. No, it no. was just, Hey, what is doing nothing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what is just being okay? And then the pandemic came and, you know, life shifted 360 degrees. And all of a sudden I had to cook. I had two kids home from school, you know, and so I got into that. And that was great because I really got spirited again about home cooking. And I had lost that being in the restaurant business. Absolutely. And um, so then really the journey became, what do I need to do for me? Yes. How do I, you know, and that was a big thing that, you know, people, women were talking about, how do I put myself first and still love and take care of all the people that I'm responsible for taking care of? And you just have to do it. And it may seem selfish, but I don't think it is. And it's just like being on the airplane. If you don't take the oxygen for yourself first, how are you going to help anybody else? That's right. So I really started to seek like, well, what does that mean to have a sacred life? What am I talking about? When I went off to college, University of Tennessee at Knoxville, I got into transcendental meditation. My family and friends thought I was crazy and had joined the cult. There I was meditating for 20 minutes <laughs> twice a day. I kept that going for about a year and a half as long as I could. And because I had no support around me, it was easy to let it go. I played around in the world of Buddhism. I went to the Naropa Institute with Allen Ginsberg and you know all the greats there. Uh, when the theater group that I was in in New York, um, Meredith Monk and the downtown scene, a lot of Buddhists were there and that was a rising movement. And I would go to the Dharma Dhatu and sit, but my mind was going crazy. You know, I did not, you know, I see now you just stay with it and your mind will quiet. And even as I offered that to women in the, that I was coaching, women would say, grown women, oh, I can't turn my mind off. No, 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 my mind's going 90 miles a minute. I just can't sit, but you can. And I'm a very high powered energetic person. Oh my God, yes. Oh, I love nothing more. And that's the gift that I would like to share today with people, with women, you have to get quiet. You have to slow down and just be like you had already mentioned, Denise. Yeah, you can sleep late. You can putter around the house. You can watch a movie in the middle of the afternoon and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> no, I have to tell you what, because you say that again. When my husband, I'll come in and he'll say, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching this movie. Then I'll say, what movie? And when I said, because you never saw that, I said, from 1983 to basically 2017, I never saw a movie. <laughs> I was busy. I went to school. I was, uh, I had a husband and uh, lovers. I, uh, I, I worked. I yeah, you worked. I never read much books. And I love, I'm an avid reader now. I always, I was as a young girl. And then you're busy. Who's got time for a book? I mean, you might have a book on your bedside table, but you fall asleep. I think that, and to me, as when I said this to Cindy, and this is, I know what, what one of the things you're doing, two points. Everyone has um, dear friends and they're not, they're trying to be, I mean, they, like, we haven't talked for a while. These are food people. 
One of them's wonderful. She's a coach. She's brilliant. Da, da. But she says to me, Denise, you should just be teaching business courses, food business courses, because you made money and you've been so good at it. And there's so many young women, they need your help and stuff. And I thought to myself, I'm tired of helping other women. <laughs> and I don't mean that just exactly. I mentored women my I tried to my entire career. We always had interns. Cindy and I took externs. We took, as I used to say to her once in a while, that was not an intern or an extern. That's an alien. <laughs> and, we, we, <laughs> and we taught them everything she knows now. <laughs> Jesus, we, you know, and most of them have gone on to be so successful. Young women that worked with us. I loved it all. But you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And you know what else I don't want? I don't want to talk about money anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to worry about balancing the books. And I don't want to do sales anymore because sales is not quiet. Okay. Yeah. And like you're saying is, I have found out people say things once in a while and then they'll say, we haven't heard from you. I said, I like being quiet. Now I know no one thinks that because I'm so loud, but, <laughs> but you know what? I have found that I can go for a very long time being quiet. I walk, I read, and see how I work on that manic energy that I've always had. And mm -hmm. I write. And some of it will be published. Some of it will never get published. And it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. So, And I do a little, I do weird little art projects. And when I say weird, I mean weird. I think I've seen a few on Facebook. <laughs> Projects and they're just for me, but I have so much fun. And I said to Cindy, I bought a bicycle, I ride my bike a little bit. I had to get a tricycle because I don't have the same balance I used to have. So I bought a tricycle, and my husband made fun of me immediately and said, Oh, you just wait, you just wait. But I'm trying to do things, and for me, that I love doing as a child because I remember the happy days of my life and I'm trying to replicate those as I've aged. That's what I think of doing. And when I was a kid, I didn't have to balance the books or make money or do business or be polite or, you know, any of that. So that I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what you're working on again. So tell, please tell people what you besides and tell people what you're doing now, which I think is just fabulous. Oh, you mean like the big thing for another career? Yes, <laughs> yes. But you, I, I read it on your thing. I know that you have gone back because you were, you've been an actress. You were in, worked in New York as an actress. You were in commercials before. And now you're going back to getting some of that work again. I think it's just genius. Well, it is amazing because I always said, so yes, I was an actress in my 20s and 30s. I gave it up to jump out of one hot bed into another hot bed, which I'm going to open a restaurant. <laughs> That's right. You know, and most people don't succeed at either, you know, profession. You know, a restaurant is theater. Totally. Totally. It so, was. The curtain is up. Let's you go. You carry the plates, too, <laughs> and run the business. But you have done your dream. And it's funny, like the night that I opened my first restaurant in Santa Monica in 1993, and I had an opening party and my family was there and uh, all my friends and one friend came up to me and she says, well, how are you feeling? And I just, and I was holding like a bouquet of flowers and I said, this is better than any opening night I ever had. <laughs> but so I'm telling this because then it's a full, full circle when I met you and I was on the my cooking show, Naturally Delicious with Ann Gentry, 52 episodes. You know, it was so much fun because that whole crew was like, wow, you can hit your mark. You know where to look. 
So yeah. that was what felt like full circle. Like, wow, well, I took all this acting experience and I'm delivering, you know, it here. And then over the years in the restaurant, you know, I can't think of how many, you know, people in that industry that ate in my places. Yes. And I, you know, pe- people, and I had one casting director who adored me, like, if you ever want to do anything again, let me know. And I was like, no, no, never, never. And it wasn't until the early days of the pandemic that actually a waiter that I'm still friends with from, he worked for me for 17 years. He's no longer with RFD, but he's a working actor. And he started nudging me. Like, why? And he was always nudging me. Yeah. Why don't you look at this? And then so did my very good woman friend of mine. So long story short, again, back to silence sitting with it. I, so I told them, I said, you know, I'll give it consideration because it was sort of six months into my doing nothing. I was getting a little antsy. Like, well, okay. I can keep, you know, reading my books and doing my cooking and walking. I got seriously into urban walking and I got seriously into a formal meditation where I sit every morning and sometimes in the afternoon and And that journey was just bringing up all kinds of stuff because meditation is one thing, but it opens you up. And so things that I needed to work on that I guess I didn't complete in all the years of therapy, you know, you have an opportunity to look at that. It was a self-exploration. And in many ways, I'm using this new acting career as that. So long story short, it finally came to me, okay, I can dip my toe back into this, but I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm not going to go full out. I'm just going to focus on commercials. Commercials is what I said. I'm not going to do what I call theatrical film and movies and TV. Yeah. I thought I'll never learn all those lines. <laughs> no, no, that's a reality. No, it is. Yeah. And I thought, and I don't want that pressure because even these that's two right. films I'm talking about now that I've done. So I've been in it a little over well, it'll be two years this coming fall. And my friend turned me on to her agents. Things flowed really so easily. And that felt good and right. Like, because yeah. I had started to make a list of all the customers that used to come into my business going, I wonder if there's still agents because I'm going to have to start cold calling these people. Didn't have to do any of that. It was oh, great. How wonderful. And I love my agent. And So I had a good, interesting first year. You know, I booked a couple of things. And then there's this whole world of print. So I'm sort of a mature model gal. (laughs) That's what's so going to. I like that. Who knew, you know? I mean, I'm, you know, small and petite. It's not like I'm really a model. But for certain print work, they don't need your whole body. You know, they're looking for what they're looking for. And, and now my friends, these two friends are like, oh, you really now, Anne, come on, got your feet wet. Come on, do, you know, start doing the theatrical, do the TV work. There's so much stuff you could. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go down that road. No, I like my life the way it is. That's it's it. Just enough to keep me interested. And it for really, it just fulfills all these great creative juices. I mean, and the world that I'm in is so different from the world that I left. The last commercial I did was like 1989. (laughs) You know, now it's all, you tape it from the privacy of your home, thus my beautiful wall behind me. And so, so I, it's fulfilling something. And when it doesn't, I probably won't do it anymore. But this this feels good and fun, but 
And, but, but the rest of my life and day is all about how can I keep it calm? How can I keep it? How can, because the meditation and even the world of acting, the commercial acting, because mostly it's rejection, you know, you audition a lot and eventually get something out of X amount of times. And so I work through all that because that brings up all this stuff about your worthiness. My, I can only speak for myself. Am I worthy? Am I good enough? Why didn't they hire me? All this shit that I dealt with when I was a young actress, I had to go work through to get free of it. And then finally I realized, God, I'm a woman. I, I, I've given birth to kids. I birthed <laughs> a, a business. I, I got it to several locations. Look at the things I've done in my life. All of that shows up in everything I do now. And again, not from ego, but of like being the pioneer, wearing the tiara, putting it on and going, yeah, I did that. Wow, nobody else did it. The way I did it, I was not alone in furthering veganism or vegan restaurants in the States. There were other players too, but to own that and really oh. be okay with it. Absolutely. And proud of it. And proud of it. Now, Anne, when I asked you to come on the podcast, it had really hit me because you had posted a quote on Facebook. So can you repeat that quote for all of us? Thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. That floats through my head throughout the day. Absolutely. Because it's about sitting quietly meditating, going within. It's all about calming down that chatter in your head. That chatter in your head is never going to go away. It's who right. we are as humans. It's going. Yes. But you can calm it down through breath work, through listening to sounds, and to get into a place where you really start to realize, oh, we, I am a spiritual being having a human experience. And what an incredible place we are in, even with all the stuff going on on the planet today. Yes. That's always gone on and will keep going on. Absolutely. You know what? It, it just really comes down to us. We come in alone, we're going out alone. We've had this journey in between. And I feel like, you know, it's come to terms with it now. Don't wait till you get to your deathbed. <laughs> you know? And so I just am in, you know, I used to be so annoyed by things. Oh, I spent most of my life irritated and annoyed <laughs> by what other people were doing, making my life so friggin' miserable. And now all of that has just dissipated into now I'm just amused. Yes. And my heart is more open. It's like, hey, everybody's struggling. Everybody's trying to get their due. And people are struggling and people are not in touch with themselves. So they're acting out. And, but just the, but I just, I look at it so differently. It's like, hey, I try to keep a smile on my face. People say to me like on Instagram, oh, you're so happy and positive. Well, that is a lot better than being annoyed and irritated and frowning and scowling and wronging. Yeah, wrong, yes. And, and blaming. Because I finally realized all that stuff that you project onto other people, you're doing to yourself. I used to be so unkind to myself. It starts with us. I know. Being critical 
and judgmental and thinking you're not enough and thinking you don't belong. And in the world, going back to the restaurant business, that's an easy place to have all those feelings show up. Oh, and especially if I was doing the vegan thing, like, you know, you don't belong here. <laughs> but you do. We all belong. There's room for everybody. And so I don't know. I mean, something is just so shifted in my life. And I do now look back and I think, wow, all that time that I wanted the sacred life that I'm experiencing now, what would it have been to have gotten up at 5 a.m. and meditated every morning before my children woke up and before I had to be at a restaurant at 8 a.m.? You know, what would it, wow, it would have been a different experience. But I also say, hey, I didn't do it that way. I did it the way I did it. And I'm here now. And this is what counts. <laughs> and here we are as women in midlife or moving into the third act. <laughs> and it's not over. In no. many ways, this richness is so rich and inviting of really getting to be truly who you are without all the pull from everything else that you let take over and drive you. You could not have said that better. And you really, you could, when, because I can appreciate every little thing now. And I never did before. Do you know what I mean? I really didn't before. I thought I was in, I thought I was living in gratitude, but I really wasn't because I, I wasn't. Okay. And I look back now, I'm glad that, but when you said annoyed or irritated, I used to I used to be irritated about the bathroom being too small in an expensive hotel room. Really? Like, was that personal? Did they not know I liked a bigger bathroom? Why didn't they give me the bigger bathroom? I hate these people. Why weren't they better to me with a bigger bathroom? I mean, when I look, I can see it. Luckily, I've always kept a diary um, some, some sort of diaries always. And now of course with phones, it's so easy because I just, put in, you know, in notes, I make notes about yeah. stuff. And my favorite part is when I read those back later on, I think, oh, oh, we may have been being just a little bit spoiled that day, or <laughs> we cer certainly thought we were important at that moment. Okay, well, luckily no one else knew it, but you, Denise. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm so grateful what I was. I'm so grateful there wasn't the internet when I was growing up and that, you know what I mean? That every- Oh my gosh, me too. Oh my that, gosh. Oh God, that I did isn't plastered on the, um, all over. I, the yeah. only reason- I and, Denise, yes. I mean, really my, you know, the biggest acting job I ever had was being a restaurateur. <laughs> drama queen all day long. <laughs> And I look back at so many things, but I thought your quote, that quote was so perfect. And, and I don't know, I mean, however people find a way, as you said, I think everyone is struggling. I think life is struggling. I think it's also beautiful and wonderful and you have to love it and you better take, you know what I mean? I think if you have a good sense of humor, life is much easier. But, you know, the struggle is the struggle. That's what it is. It's not, and as you said, the world's always going to have wars and they're always going to have dictators. It seems to be because we're not all holding hands singing Kumbaya and we are not going to, at least in my lifetime, I mm -hmm. don't see it, you know, yeah. hope maybe people will be better at it afterwards. I don't know. Maybe we just, I don't know, but I love that you say that. And I love that you're, 
I think our audience that's listening to have been very high energy all your life, raise your children, have a business, write cookbooks, but now to be able to go full circle back to something that you love, but you can manage it. And you don't have to take a rejection as a rejection. You can just say, I wasn't right for the part. Because as you get older, you realize that uh, that casting director had something else in their mind. For years, I took things personally. How had I failed by not closing that deal? Or how had I failed at not getting that particular agreement with somebody? And now um, I think to myself, well, I don't care. They did me a big favor. Do you know what I mean? I was trying. I was trying to get a ticket on the Titanic, and those people said, "No, the boat is full." So I'm grateful now because I can see the course of my life and my career, and I'm grateful. It's turned out the way it was supposed to, and I like it. Okay. Yes. I and if I want me to turn out better, then I have to work on me. Right. Because right. the the world is not going to change for me, but I can work on me. And I, my husband's a meditator and has been for like 40 years and always, he does an hour every single day. And the the difference, I think that's why he's still alive. Mm -hmm. And I mean that because he's a, a triple A, he was a triple A litigation attorney. And there were so many women's, so many moments in his life that he should have blown up. Do you know what I mean? I mean, just, just blown up. And he didn't. And I'm sure it's because he's always meditated. Um, Then on days when he still blows up, I think to him, ooh, good thing you meditated those 40 years. What mess would we be in if you hadn't? But I don't, I'm not at meditation. But as I said, I get quiet. I walk a lot and I make notes to myself. I'm like doing a writing meditation is what mine is. I do. good. Oh, that's well, hey, Oprah supports that. Yeah. You know, yes, journaling, you're getting it out, it's flowing. And whether you ever read it again or do anything with it, it doesn't matter. It you, doesn't matter. You're working it through. Yeah. That's exactly right. I find it to I find it to be incredibly helpful. Yes. Um, now, so young lady, in managing, I just love that you're going back to something that you absolutely loved. And yes, you can do it your way. Yes. Um, and just to pick up and on more about paying the rent. See, this is the part I always- It is different, yes. No, that's, I say this to people. I said, you know, it's easy for me to turn that down because I no longer worry about paying the rent. Now, Anne, it had been a long time since I worried about paying the rent, but it hadn't been a long time that I worried about payroll because when you have any kind of payroll, people don't, people say to me, this was hard and stuff. I said, no, no, that was hard. It was the payroll every single two weeks or every month that I had to write other people checks that, and I wanted to, and I wish they could have been for twice as much money as they were, but that was the stress to me was having payroll. (laughs) Okay. I can stand movie stars. I can stand assholes. I can stand directors. I can, you know what I mean? I can stand the infomercial director who wanted to be Steven Spielberg because they were always just more fun than the law allowed, but I can handle all that. That was people skills, but the, the, Actual payroll, having to pay, having mm-hmm. holding a payroll was huge to me. I, I felt it was a very, very stressful situation. It is. It is. Well, you know, the money's flowing in. The money's flowing out. You you know you've got to pay people because they have to live on this. That's yeah. right. 
That was the hardest part. Yeah. How lovely that your friends, kids that work for you are still in touch with you and that are nudging you to your new career. I think that's just wonderful. Oh, it's so sweet. And listen, I mean, as I said earlier, the things I'm, the only thing I really miss from the restaurant business are the people, but yeah. we have social media. So, yes. you know, you, you know, it is a great, that that's the positive part about social me media. It is a great way to stay in contact with somebody. And in fact, somebody that worked for me for 18 years, a server who moved with his family, he was raising three kids um, to Tennessee we just reconnected. I had his phone number and I had one digit off. And so through social media, I put out a post and the person that contacted him to say, hey, Ann Gentry's looking for you. <laughs> and um, didn't even say anything on my Facebook page, just went direct to the person and said, Ann's looking for you. And then he reached out to me through LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, it just all connects. And then I finally looked at the number he gave me and realized, oh, I just had one digit off, darn. Anyway, it all works. And then, you know, we talked for two and a half hours on the phone. How lovely. And no, it's amazing, yeah. That's, people ask me, do you miss your clients? I said, not really. Do you miss, do you miss the, the money or the things? I say, not really. I said, I missed Cindy, which is why we started doing the podcast. I said, I miss, I saw Cindy every day, five days a week for 20 years. Wow. I miss Cindy. Yeah. yeah. But, and I do miss some clients, the ones that paid quickly. And <laughs> <laughs> right. But most of them, I was nice to you because we were doing business. Let's not fool. Oh, you love this, Denise. Sometimes when I run into people that I have not seen in 20 years and they yes. go, and that, so when I run into, especially kids that worked for me, I always go, well, who was the manager? You know, I'm trying to put it in some timeline. But when I run into other people, like especially women, the North of Montana group, you know, and I'll say to them, I'll, They'll say, oh, I loved your restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, was I nice to you? <laughs> and they, of course, always go, you were. And I'm thinking, oh, phew, good, because there are some people I was not nice to. And I think that is just part of that crazy business because people want something from you that you really can't give. <laughs> you know, and I have a big chill group. We all went to high school together. We went to junior high together. I Some of these girls I went to sixth grade with. There's six of us. We meet once or twice a year. We go somewhere for three days. Oh, we drink man. a little wine. Now we're getting old. I always say we're getting too old because there's still wine in the bottles in the morning. I think, oh, shit. We are just one step from, in the grave. But we go places. But I've known these women my whole life. And... When they start to, when we tell stories about each other, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, hmm, that wasn't my best moment. <laughs> or they'll tell me about a boyfriend that I had and I'm thinking inside, hmm, not my best moment. Must, my, or as my mother would have said, did you meet him on a warm day? And I said, Why do you ask that mama? She said, cause that one crawled out from under a rock. <laughs> not true, but close. She had a point. And thank you so much. You have just been a delight. I feel uplifted from having spoken to you. People should reach out to Anne at AnneGentry.com. You have so much knowledge. That's all I can say. Well, thank you. I'm flattered that you would say that. And, you know, I do realize that. I do have a lot of knowledge in a lot of, in the areas of how to take care of yourself, whether it's food or exercise or 
sitting quietly. And so I try to do it on Instagram where I set sort of my mainstay these days, because you know what, when I got rid of my big website, I got rid of the blog. And, and so I use Instagram as a little mini blog posting. And, you know, I do post about eating for brain health. I talk about, you know, vegetables and exercise and, and I try to, you know, do it through the things I do in my life to show. So, and I do see that people light up like, wow, I did not know that. And thank you for the tip. How do we follow you on Instagram? You can get to it through my name, Ann Gentry, but my moniker is age like a goddess. That's right. I'm sorry. I should have said that to you. I know it. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And no, I so get it, Anne. And I, I really, again, I cannot thank you enough. Sometimes I think I'm still supposed to produce something. Do you know what I mean? Well, I you mean, are producing this. I'm you are. This is a well, gift I don't think giving. There's all the hard work, the heavy lifting. But no, I do. I, I'm doing this. But sometimes I think I'm supposed to produce more. And then I think to myself, I don't want to. <laughs> I totally know how you feel. I already did. I already did. Now I'm going to keep age like a goddess more in, in my, the forefront of my brain. I think that's brilliant. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. It's oh, been fun as always. People want to talk to us. You reach us at a women beyond at iCloud.com. We have a women beyond a certain age Facebook page where sometimes no one says anything to us for months. And then we have a lively conversation other times. And we have a website, which is really a catalog of all the podcasts we've done so that people can go to Podbeam or wherever Cindy broadcasts them and know that we have had some remarkable guests. And I thank all of you. And I thank you, Anne. Thank you, Miss Cindy. As Miss Cindy, Cindy does, if people say Cindy does all the work, okay, I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Anne. Thank you, thank Cindy. Thank you. Be well. We'll go have a great day.